This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Genesis chapter 8, verse 21, and then verse 22. So Genesis 8, verses 21 and 22. Let's read. The Bible says, and the Lord smelt a sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart. So there are actions taken on now that can make God say something in his heart. I will not again cause the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore every living thing as I have done. One man made God to change his mind about his dealings with humanity. What a man. I want to be like that. Hallelujah. Now, next verse. The Bible says, Why the earth remaineth. Let's read together. One, two, go. Hey, read like a soldier. One, two, go. Love it. Cold and eat. Summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Is that direct enough? As long as we live on earth, the Bible says there will be seasons. It's not one season all true, but different seasons. Now, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Hallelujah. So everything. Okay. Chapter 3 verse 1. <laughs> to everything there is a season. What is the meaning of everything? Everything means everything. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Any purpose under heaven has a timing. Hallelujah. Every purpose under heaven. You want to buy a car. You want to marry. You want to sleep. You want to eat. You want to fight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bible says every purpose. There is a time. And then you will just list it. A time for this. A time for that. A time for this. A time for that. I learned many years ago that robbers went to somebody's house and they read this portion to him. They were about to kill him. And they read to the Bible says a time to be born and a time to die. <laughs> Hallelujah. Every purpose, there is a time. Now, because the guy was in the first service, so he was ahead of me. But here is the point. It's in the same Ecclesiastes 8:6, where the Bible says, Ecclesiastes 8:6, let's read and then we take our seat. Hallelujah. But because to every purpose, there is time and judgment. Every purpose. Whether I want to school more, I want to have children, there is time and judgment. What is judgment? Therefore, the mystery of man is great upon him. Men are walking in darkness. Men are living in sorrow because of two factors, time and judgment. Time and judgment. God bless you. you can have your seats. Hallelujah. So, we didn't get to read properly. 
Solomon's prayer in first service. And I want us to read it again. Solomon's prayer. And I said that Solomon did not exactly say, Oh God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Even though that was what the prayer implied. The other part where his story is mentioned is a little like that. But in first, in first King chapter 3. Let's start from where he began to pray again. Give me that verse where Solomon started his prayer. This is very... Uh, I want to begin to talk about times and seasons. Times and seasons. Saints, times and seasons. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty reign. Thou hast shown thy servant David, my father, great mercy according to us, who walked before you in truth and in righteousness. And I said a few things about that, which I won't go into. Next verse. You've caused me to sit upon the throne. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father. I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. Next verse. Then Solomon said, I'm in the midst of your people, a great people that cannot be numbered. Verse, next verse. Give unto thy servant understanding arts to judge. Remember, time and judgment. To judge the people that I may discern between good and bad. According to Bible, within Solomon's context, the definition of wisdom is knowing the difference between good and bad. It sounds simple on the surface. If you were around first service, I began to tell the people there, there are things you can do in the morning and they can be wrong for afternoon. Solomon said, Lord, I need to know the difference between good and bad. In the people will look at that and think that this is so simple. Who doesn't know the difference between good and bad? See, this is the reason. And I give an illustration. Even in my own little life, I wonder every now and then, why some people will send me a message. I receive messages on my mail every now and then, every now and then. And then, last week, so I gave somebody 200,000. Woman just came and she began to tell, you know, she, I, I mean, she was just showing up in years. I used to know her. I told stories about stories. Then, she did. Even though I felt my, in my heart that I shouldn't have done that. Then, Shortly after that, someone else called with a genuine need. And I just said to myself, well, I have a quota I operate by. When I give beyond certain amount during the week, I stop. I cannot again. Except the Spirit of God says otherwise. And I was wondering, this other person, his own, genuine, his own needs, they were real needs. That why didn't the person call first? Everyone saying no to you is saying yes to someone else. The Bible says the race is not for the swifts. Let's read. Mm. Are you with me? That word different between good and bad. The good time to do something and the bad time to do something. If you have been praying as a lady for a husband and your husband comes into a meeting by 6 o'clock in the evening and you have led the meeting by 5.30, you made a bad decision. You did not know the difference between good and bad. That's what Solomon is saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? First service we spoke about where Jesus spoke in Luke 19. Opportunities are always being sent by God. You see, mm, 
you all know Jeremiah 29. I know the thought I think towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil. God's thoughts, he broadcasts them here. You receive them as you pray. There is a thought of God concerning everything you are praying for, which means all of God's answers are in his thoughts. And then you can receive the thought or miss the thoughts. So why Solomon saw it, uh, you know, he was the one that prayed for uh, what we call wisdom, which he, has, he said, Lord, give me an understanding heart. And the Bible says God gave Solomon largeness of heart, largeness of heart, ability to comprehend things beyond measure. Then he said that what this thing will do is that I will know the difference between good and bad. So two ladies came to see him and they, were, they had a dispute over the child. He could have killed the child. Solomon told him to bring sword, but he knew what he was doing. He had prayed and he had received the difference between good and bad. That means there is a bad time to move. There is a good time to move. There is a bad time to invest. Amen. There is a good time to invest. Once you don't see it, and what enables you to see is light. Once you don't see it, you are going to be making bad decisions. There is a good time to talk. There is a bad time to talk. This simple issue is separating boys from men all over the world every day. Ah, we left school. We left UI. Many went abroad to do masters. Wonderful. He blessed people. But in my own little group, the only one that didn't rush like the rest of trying to go and do masters, up till now, is about the riches. He stayed back and he got so he had the opportunity to go and do masters abroad. He said no. He got a job. The job got him to one million per month, two million per month, two point five million per month, three million per month, and then the job sent him to go and do the same masters with a plan that he must return his job. He told me, he said, oh, I, 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 was I planning to go before? They made him sign that when you finish your master, you will return back to this job and they were paying the salary while he was doing the master's. Time and chance. Some of them went and came back after the master looking for a job. I remember one, the job he got was 95,000 per month after spending about 40 million for master's. Different between good and bad. Good and bad. So that was what Solomon prayed for. People will bring matters to me. They will sound good, but before God, they are bad. And the way it is, like the issue of light and darkness, there is no middle way. Everything you do every day, every major decision you take every day is towards something good or something bad. A good wife or a bad wife, no in between. Someone said, hmm. <laughs> a good husband or a bad one. Solomon said, Lord, help me to know the difference. And the Bible said, the speech pleased God. That wow, someone wants to know the difference. He wants to know. It's because you, you don't know what that means to God. You remember from the beginning of the Bible. What caused the fall of man? What did Lucifer tell man? The day you eat the fruit, you shall not die. You will know good and evil. Hey. Is somebody hearing me? 
See, that was why the speech placed God. When nobody was there, the quest of man. What Lucifer used to trick man. He told man that, see, when you eat the fruit, you will not die. What will happen when you eat this? You will be like God, knowing good and evil. That means Almighty God knows good and evil. He understands. That's why the Bible said that because to every purpose there is time, the mystery of man is great upon him. Somebody has 300,000. How can this money become 3 billion? There is a way. Or how can this money disappear? <laughs> Hallelujah. Is, is somebody with me this morning? So you begin to understand the prayer of Solomon. But back to where we started from. So the Bible said that why the earth remains, seed time. Ah, okay. There is a way we will put the uh, message in perspective. But I'm just picking different parts of the message. In Psalm 16, verse 7. So there is day season. There is night season. There is now night season does not exactly mean that something bad is happening in your life. It might just be a time to be quiet. It might be a time to retreat, to recalibrate, that you might launch again. Are you getting what I'm saying? That might be the purpose of night season. Now, this is the what this is what is happening. Lord, Lord, I test for you. I long to be in your presence. So we will. Matthew 16. Jesus said something there. Father, draw me nearer. Draw me in the beauty of your holy name. I will wait on you, Almighty God, in the beauty. Of your holy name, I will worship you. Matthew 16, please. Let, let's, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, tempting and desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Next verse. He answered and said, When it is evening, you say it will be a fair weather, for the sky is red. Next verse, in the morning to be a foul weather, for the sky is red lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of times. Did you get what I've just read now? Jesus was so disappointed that an average human being, you understand the physical signs that you see, but you don't understand more importantly, these seasons of the spirit or the seasons of life, the real seasons. The physical one, you have cold, you have morning, evening, and night, and so on. He said, but how come you don't understand? You can't apply it to your life because according to Romans chapter 1, the invisible things of God, everything that is invisible about God can be understood by physical things. 
God created visible things to explain invisible things. Jesus said that as the wind blows, so is the Holy Ghost. So you might not see the Holy Ghost, but if you understand the wind and the technology of the wind, you understand how the Holy Spirit operates. I get what I'm saying. So there are things that God created in the physical to help you understand the spiritual. So as you are physically, you have morning, evening, night. Actually, it's actually morning and evening, really, because you have 12 hours, 12 hours. So you should also understand in the spirit also there are so Jesus was disappointed. You Pharisees, you are very familiar with weather. But you are not familiar with the weather of the spirit or the weather of your life. Then he began to speak to them. So now, this is what we are saying. That there are seasons. So in life, there are things you do in the day and you don't do in the night. There are things you do in the night. Generally speaking, you lower your activities in the night. Night time, it's a time to rest. It's a time to reflect. It's not a time to go to work, except that now some do night shifts. But generally speaking, even most of, most of people who do night shift, they sleep. <laughs> One day, my neighbor was very sick, and I had to carry many years ago, the neighbor to the hospital in the night. They just called me, they banged my window, I was staying elsewhere then, and the woman was like, please, please, pastor, 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 that this, we just need to get to the hospital. I said, okay, I, was, I wonder why they, they didn't ask me to pray, but they said, we should go. So I said, okay, anyone is good, <laughs> let's go. So we drove there, and you know, the, the doctor, <laughs> I don't want to mention the hospital in Lagos, about three of them were on duty. They all had their mattresses under the table. So when we entered, that was there, they, they woke up, and then they started adjusting. You know, for the first few minutes, they were just seeing double. I said, Lord, shall I let them treat this child very well? <laughs> so, <laughs> night shifts can be like that, you know. Many, some of you are like that. You know what I'm saying now. You know you are doing night shifts and you are shifting to another room, you know. So, <laughs> amen. There are activities for the night. And there are activities for the The Bible says, warn to you, O, o land, when your king is a child and your priests are feasting in the morning. At certain times in your life, you are to abstain from much activities. If you don't follow seasons, as God is dealing with you, your result will be very poor in life. There are moments where you do so much and there are moments where you don't do much. And you must understand the difference. That's what Solomon was praying about. There are times when you do many things. There are times when you do just one thing. There are moments in your life, listen to me very well. At times, what is in your life is a seed to be planted. If you convert it to a harvest to be eaten, you are in trouble. It can be your job. And at that time, it's a learning moment. But you turn it to a pleasure moment. Very soon, the party ends and that is the end. Once people cannot transit from one season, one level in life, to another level in life, a season has been misinterpreted. I give an illustration for service. Somebody, and you can be twins, one of you can be in the harvest season, somebody can be in a sowing season. So you have shared testimony now, you got a job, and they are paying you 750000 you're happy. But three months down the line, you are not happy anymore. Not because anything is wrong with the job. Now there is a guy that is your junior in the office, but your boss is paying him two million. And now your 750 doesn't make sense again. 
Now, you don't know why they are paying that person that amount. The person might be in the harvest season. Seven people can be working in the same office and be at different seasons in life. This is why people get angry over what does not cost. At the terms of your contract is that they are paying you 750. You were happy when you received the letter. But on getting to the office now, your boss and all his children, they fly first class, nine million, and then they enjoy life, and then all of a sudden, 750 doesn't make sense to you anymore. You begin to talk, you, you are looking for trouble. How they will convert it from 750 to 1.750. Now, the problem is this. It might be, a person can be in a sowing season and be working under somebody who is in his harvest season. Never compare. Comparison will drive, it will drive joy inside you. It will just dry up. Two so people can be living together. Are you getting what I'm saying? In other words, I am going to talk about Kairos moment and everything later, but not today. There is the one that is going on regularly in your life. There are also moments where God shadows a plan of a lifting for you. That one, you need to pray that you don't miss God's season for your life. That is very important. Because God himself, and where we'll get to in this message is also, how do you change seasons? I'm just laying the foundation. So we'll see, if you read Psalms 16 verse 7, the Bible says something there. That in the night season, they will instruct me. Anybody going through a night season, all you need is an instruction. An instruction changes season immediately. Because God did not only set those seasons. He has power to change them. Daniel saw that, and when Daniel was praying in Daniel chapter 2, when he saw the vision for the first time, Daniel chapter 2, around that verse 20 or 21, Daniel said, I want to thank you, God of my Father. He changes times and seasons. That was how Daniel played. This is Daniel's prayer. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and he sets up kings. That means there is also a part of God. We are going to look at each subject separately. There is a part of God where God begins to change seasons. This is the season that you should be in now, but there are steps that you can take and God will change the season. Why? Because seasons, are, they don't change with time. They change with truth and the truth is light. So in Genesis chapter 1, the only two perfect chapters in the Bible are Genesis 1 and 2. When God created man, when he created the Genesis chapter 1, the first thing God said, let there be light. And he gave the purpose. He said, let them be for seasons and for time. For seasons and for time. So light is what controls season. There is a certain light that you have. When you have that kind of light, there is a season you are in. Until higher light is introduced into your life, that season does not end. I don't know whether somebody is hearing me today. We are too quiet. Maybe we should do like that, go with me, right? I like that man. I play the message for the leaders, uh, for the CEC. Awesome. It's a very noisy church. You will like the church. Pastor will say that they are not hearing me. Maybe I should wait. And they won't get up. They will come to the pulpits. Say, Pastor, preach it, preach it, preach it. We were enjoying it in the office. I said, maybe we should do this. Maybe I will say, I'm stopping. <laughs> it's, a, it's a man in Ghana. It's a wonderful evangelist. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, sir. What, what did I say just this last time? What changes seasons? Say it again. Say it again. I want to end this way. 
You know, I have not said anything, but I've just picked things here and there. That's the purpose. It's not a rhythm. I just picked different things that I will talk about each one later. I'm going to say something to everybody here. Look at me, everybody. <laughs> Ma, if um, you are not a young lady, <laughs> this is Dr. Dr. Mrs. Jukemeka. Let me, but if, and this applies to everybody, but because she's older than most of us, let me direct the question to her. If you knew 30 years ago what you know now, would your life have changed, ma? She said, definitely. Am I right? Yes, sir. Sister, see, if 25 years ago you knew what to know now, what to know now, you knew it then, how do you think it would have been? The problem is not that you are regret some decisions you have taken before. The major problem is this. There are things you are doing right now that in 20 years' time, you will hate that you did them. How do you deliver yourself from that? Stop leaning on your own understanding. Some people will wait till they are 70 and start regretting how they live. This is why we pray, we read, and we study. The Bible says, he that must wise, that must, wise must walk with wise men. Listen to me. You don't need to wait for the next 20 years to realize things you could have done correctly. How about filling yourself with a knowledge that will change you and put you as a pastor? I try to learn every now and then because I usually say, there was not a time that I came into the world I pastored before. So I have experience. So every day, I consider myself an illiterate on the assignment God has given me. So I can learn from those who have gone ahead most importantly, I can learn from the word of God because he himself is the ancient of this. With all experience inside him and you need to learn. Did you get what I've just said now? Praise the Lord. This is why a lady is 25 and she's not learning from those who are 50, 60. Let them tell you how mistakes are made. If people are doing this, why are we doing marriage seminar and all those things? Some of, like this evening, singles are married. Some are not married, you are going to be there. Some are just married for one year. Everything is fine for now. But how about let people help you to see ahead and give you wisdom? It is possible to live without regrets. Yes. yes. You can learn ahead of your age. And God has given this opportunity to people. There is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of God gives them understanding. The only God that is inside you is not limited to your mind. But he wants to teach you beyond your mind. But in many cases, people prefer to know what they know, act on what they know, and make all the mistakes. Somebody told me, he showed me a man of God. Many years ago, that church was one of the most vibrant. Now, if I mention the name of the church, I don't and I say what happened. He said the man was always traveling around the old world, traveling around the old world, traveling around the old world. And one day, he even left his wife and entered into infidelity. Now, I have not experienced a breakaway ministry anymore. I'm, I have already learned that. Face your work and don't go around. 
I don't need to make that mistake and learn. When you learn from others, it is less painful. When you learn from personal experience, it's extremely painful. And you know what? In some cases, you might not recover some things again. This is why it bothers me why people reject knowledge. I want to go by what? Sometimes you are warning some people that this is a ditch. Say, no, 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 no. And on what? Ah, Lord, I have to stop. Ah. They made Robam king, the son of Solomon. He was about to make a decision. And he went to see the elders who sat with his father. Solomon being a man of wisdom does not, it, that didn't mean, he wasn't the only one that had wisdom. If you're a man of wisdom, the first thing you will do is to surround yourself with people of wisdom. It can't be only you. So there were elders that were with Solomon. They were wise as wise as Solomon. They outlived Solomon. Solomon died. These guys, these guys were still alive. And Robert went to meet them that the people are asking that he should reduce task, tax. And the elders told him that there is a principle. If you serve them today as the king, they will serve you forever. Which is a principle I'm praying that we understand in Nigeria. The police, that if they will serve you forever. He left and he went to young men, limited to his knowledge. He said, They said, Ah, no way, don't mind them. That tell them that for even asking you, we'll show them pepper. They made him feel like, and I see young people also doing the same. You know, you can answer people and satisfy yourself, but you can win an argument and you are still a fool. Young people like you will clap you. You are hard. I will buy a Lego. But show my when you are 50. When people are hailing you, who are the people hailing you? Robam came and he answered the way the young men told him to answer. He said, listen, listen, listen. I mean, I don't take nonsense. This is Sorosoke generation. I'm telling you this one. No problem. And out of 12 tribes, he lost 10 in one day. If you ask Roboam 10 years after, he will tell you that I should not have spoken that way, but too late. Have I blessed somebody this morning? You got times and season. There are people passing through a season or in a season right now that God needs to change that season. And I've told that Psalm 16, verse 7. A night season will end. Not because it will just end with time. No. A night season will end with truth, with lights. And instruction. He said, you will instruct me. When God instructs you in a night season, it will become a day season. Yes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Jacob wrestled with God in the night season. And Bible said that when the angel left, the sun rose upon his head from night to daybreak. That's what happened to Jacob. Genesis 32. It can happen to your soul. A nice thing can just end like that. Lift up your hand on your seats. We prayed in the morning, and I want us to pray. Look at Luke 19. With, we use it to pray, and I want us to pray. Please, when I say go, pray with everything in you. Luke 19, let's start from 41. Luke 19, 41. And when he was come near, this is Jesus, he beheld the city and wept over it. I was very young when I first read this thing. Jesus looked at the city. Jesus was helpless and he started crying. He was crying over the city. Oh God, 
look at this city. And the Bible gave this verse 42. Saying, he was crying and he was saying something. If thou hast known, even thou, he used that word thou two times. Sir, he said, if you, if you have known, and he said again, he said, even you, 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 you that you are listening to me or watching me, he said, if you have known, if, if thou hast known, what? The things which belong to thy peace, but they are hid from your eyes. That's why I'm crying. Then next verse, he pushed it further. When you see a Christian, he said, for the day shall come upon thee, that thy enemy shall cast a trench about thee, compass thee round, and keep thee on every side. Verse 44. And they shall lay thee to the ground, thy children within thee. They shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because, instead of the reason again, thou knowest not the time of your visitation. So he began to cry. Ah, he said, look at this one. He said, if only you can know. There are things, they belong to your peace. What you are looking for, there are things, they are here. He said, but they are kept from your eyes. He said, therefore, your enemies will have upper hand. He said, this is painful. And as if the master himself could not do anything about it, so he started crying. If thou knowest, the tragedy of missing a divinely appointed time is terrible. Fasting might not make up for it, sir. He came unto his own. Hiya. As people begin to pray about things in life, God is arranging answers. And at times, people come into a meeting 30 minutes when they are after the answer don't go. If thou hast known, even thou, the thing that made for thy peace, that see, the answer is not in Lagos in Abuja, or your location should not be from here, it should be. So if thou hast known, even thou, the thing that made for thy peace, I gave a word of knowledge for service. The Lord sent me to somebody to tell a man that leave your father's house immediately. That might still be applied to somebody here right now. I don't know. But it was first time that that word came. If thou hast known, what is the thing that makes for my peace that I don't know? What can Jesus possibly see about me that can make him cry? That, ah, this is opportunity, but this boy is going this way. If only this boy can other side where he's going is trying if he can just go this way and the master is crying that see i am trying to tell them but they are not getting it so it was right as at this time the enemies were yet to do anything yet jesus was already crying he saw what it would lead to in the name of jesus christ all of us with our hands lifted up any opportunity that god has planned for you any visitation that god has scheduled for you you will not miss it Everybody spend three minutes to pray right now, wherever you are. If there is a book I must read, if there is someone I must talk to, Size in the mouth of somebody, ah, they will not be hid from my eyes. Shall we rise? Don't pray like a civilian. Somebody pray. This is a cry for mercy this morning. Lord, in your mercy, in your mercy, 
Open my eyes. Zusa Labaya. Zusa Brotokitaya. Play one of the songs we've taken that I, I sang. Anyone that's angry because of the preaching. Somebody pray. We have two minutes more. Somebody pray. Please let your voice be heard. Let your hearts be in the prayer. The thing that made for my peace, my family peace, my visitation. Oh Jesus. That step I need to take. That thing that I need to know. That place I need to go to. Or that place I need to get away from. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. 
You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.